What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Dice Man Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the AFC champion going to the Super Bowl, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor if you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,490 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, do me a favor. If you're watching on Twitter, if you're watching on Facebook, and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chats. So if you like to support what I'm doing or make sure your comment or question for David Fulcher gets read, please give me a Super Chat. I would greatly appreciate it. 
And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. What's up to everybody in the chat crew? What's going on, Crown, Joe, Mike? What's going on, guys? Anyway, I don't know about you guys, but I had an absolute blast last night at the Bengals pep rally, and they had a couple of Bengals legends there. And one of the Bengals legends is better known as Full Rock, David Fulcher. He's a member of the 88 Super Bowl team. He was there. I know he was freezing. I saw him driving around in a golf cart. I know he had to be cold and that thing, but it was an absolute blast. And I am absolutely honored and privileged to have David Fulcher, the three-time Pro Bowler uh, from 1986 to 1989, a Cincinnati Bengal from 1986 to 1989, and member of the Super Bowl team. The last time we were there, David Fulcher was on the team. Let's get to him. Here's David. Hey, right. David, what's going on, man? I'm good, man. Can you hear me? I can. My my computer is not wanting to work today, so things are kind of discombobulated. So, anyway. It's all good. So, how, how much fun was last night, and how cold were you at first? <laughs> well, let's see. Cold? Yes, I was a little cold. Um, had on uh, all the proper gear, but it didn't matter, man. But <laughs> the night was unbelievable. Very electric. I mean, let me tell you, those kids were, you know, just the – the atmosphere was unbelievable. I don't even remember us doing anything like that in 88. Right. Um, but I'll tell you something, man. I felt like I was back in 88 watching those guys come out and just feeling the energy in that stadium. And those 30,000 fans that were there, let me yep. tell you, man, it sounded like it was 100,000. Yes, it did. It was, it was awesome. They, I told to people that were, that were sitting where I was sitting there last night, they could have probably sold the whole stadium out. All they did was the the lower bowl. But I guarantee you that all, every seat would have been filled because this – city is so on fire for the Bengals and I mean the last time I remember them being this on fire was in 88 when you you guys went so let, let's let's uh get to the 88 season and just just how magical of a season that was compared to to this year because you know we won four games last year and 87 I think you guys won four you won two I can't ex- yeah so it's very comparable as far as one year to the next so this is I mean when you say it man it's a mirror image of what we had in uh, 87 88 because we had a the strike year right before that. That was a strike year, 87, where, you know, some of the players, scab players, they call them scabs, those scab right. guys yeah. came in and played for us. And then we wind up getting back on the field because it was a strike year, probably, you know, six or seven games in. And a, lo- a lot of those games we lost, they were pretty close. Yeah. But when you finish the year, you're 4-11, 4-12. and We uh, just had a bad year. And then the mm-hmm. following year, um, we had a players only meeting, got rid of all the coaches and told them they didn't want, we didn't want them in. And it was led by Boomer and, and, uh, Anthony and myself and Crum Rye. We got up there and said, Hey, listen, this is our team. You know, we can't, we can't rely on the coach to get it done. And I think we started that year out. Um, we started six and oh, uh, we won four of our five preseason games, I think. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were like ready to go, man. And I'm watching this team do exactly the same thing that we did. They are, they're in a zone right now, man. We were in that zone too. I mean, there was nothing that we could do wrong and anything that we did do wrong. The other side of the ball helped these other out, right? Their offense that we had that year, we were averaging 250 something yards rushing. Mm -hmm. You know, we were averaging 27 points a game. We had a defense that bent, but didn't break. And it just sounds like the football team that we got right now. We had a quarterback in Boomer that just lit it up. Joe was lighting it up. 
We had receivers that could catch footballs. They got receivers that can catch footballs. We had a trio of running backs with James Brooks, Icky Woods, Stanley Wilson, Stanford Jennings. Mm-hmm. They've got that. So mm-hmm. trust me, man, when we say we're we're kind of like living in, you know, that old song that Prince used to say, 1999. <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you something, man. We ain't in 1999, but I tell you what, it feels like we are back in that Super Bowl era and the team we had in the 88. So this football team is carrying a lot of load on their shoulders. But these guys don't care, man. They don't know nothing. They don't know enough to know. Right. And they're just having fun. Exactly. Like a lot of people say, they don't know what they don't know. And that's it. The funny thing is, I, I, uh, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and stuff. And I heard somebody say, well, I'm kind of curious how, how Jackpot Joey Burrow is going to do on the, on, the big, on the big stage since he's never been, been there. And I'm like, wait a second. It's now we're close to, to, to college of like when you played. You know, I mean, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They've been on as big a stage as you can get, you know, as far as and that's not Super Bowl level. There's a difference. But the national championship game, pretty daggone big, and they don't flinch at all. Well, you know, you think about it. I mean, these two boys are coming from LSU. LSU is playing a, uh, uh, a national championship game every week. You know, they're playing against Alabama. They're playing against Florida. They're playing against all these top teams. So the, the, the pressure for them, there is no pressure. Even though the NFL is a little bit bigger when it comes to – just the game, but it's the same thing. These guys are playing football like they're playing in a national championship. And I, I think Joe gets better mm-hmm. when the heat gets on. You know, <laughs> he like gets sacked. He doesn't get upset. He just goes to the sideline and say, put the damn ball in my hand. I'm ready to go. And when you got that kind of attitude and that kind of um, um, charisma and, and drive, I don't think there's any pressure on these guys. So, you know, when Joe asked the Bengals to go get Jamar Chase, there was a reason. Right. There was a reason they went and got him. And this football team is playing good, man. So I don't think this football team is worried about anything but just going out and doing what they do best. And that's just making plays and having fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I've said this before. Like, if you can go to Tennessee with that front four and you get sacked nine times and you don't flinch, you're just different. There's you just you're just built different. I mean, Tom Brady has flinched. Uh, Peyton Manning has flinched. I mean, four out nine times. That's a lot. I was down there in Tennessee, and they're like, all oh, the fans are like, oh yeah, you can't stop our, our defense. Yada yada. I'm like, yeah, you guys got a good front four. He stood up and was throwing dimes. It didn't matter. It's it's. Re- I've never seen anything like it. When you look at that game, there was no way the Bengals were supposed to win that game being sacked nine times. Right. But what you have, man, is you got a very poised young man who's playing like a 10-year veteran. And it's the style of football that he played at LSU. He didn't get hit at LSU as much as he getting hit here. Right. But the, the poise and the and the and the, the charisma and the, the the focus that he has makes it so easy for him to do what he does. And and defenses are getting confused because we're beating the crap out of this guy and he still keeps coming back. Right, and exactly. I think he gets fired up every time he gets sacked. If you ever watch his face when he comes to the sideline, he doesn't look like a guy that's pissed off because he got sacked. It's almost like, okay, you hit me, that's okay. Shame on you, because I'm gonna come back and get you. <laughs> and I watched him last night when he got up there and, and he started speaking, and they were chanting the the MVP. MVP, yeah. Uh-huh. That didn't even rattle him. No, he was up there like, okay, you can call it what you want. And I think Joe Burrow is taking this in with stride. I think he's yeah. taking it in with, you know, hey, listen, I've been here before and I've done this. I know this is the biggest game that's going to be played next Sunday, but I've been in big games. 
Right. Just let me do what I do best. And we're, and we're going to win this thing. And, and I'm telling you, man, it's, it's exciting. Football is back here in Cincinnati at full force. Exactly. I, I love it. And, and to me, one of the coolest moments last night, and it was like a WWE moment when CJ Uzama, or I call him Uzama, ripped off his knee brace, threw it in the air. Because <laughs> I, I, I said this when, when I said this to my, my son, I said, when I found out I was a sprained MCI, I said, dude, he's playing. I said, I said, if that man can walk, He's going to freaking play. But just the whole, you know, the wrestling thing, throwing it up there, he looked pretty good. Um, to me, he wasn't lipping on the knee or anything. Didn't yeah, he looked me, good, though. man. I'm not sure. I don't know if if he's he's able to do all the cutting that he needs right. to do. So that we'd have to see that. It's almost like a game-time decision how he right. feels. I'm pretty sure he's going to want to play. But when he took that brace off, like you said, that that wrestling, everybody got excited. Uh-huh. You know, and that, that, that right there just tells you that this football team is playing with no fear. Right. They have right. no fear about nothing. The only thing they can fear is themselves, but they, they're not scared of themselves. <laughs> right. so, like I said, this team is dynamic. It's it's built strong. And it's built with, uh, with, with probably more than the closeness that other teams might be. Mm-hmm. Because I watched them when they walked out. I watched them when they stood on the sideline. I, I almost thought I was at a college football game <laughs> with them with them sweatsuits on and the brand oh, new those, tennis those shoes. Those are sweet, dude. I like. Like I they like were playing sweatsuit. in a bowl game. You yeah, know, it, it looked really good. So I'm telling you, man, they they are they have nothing to lose. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I mean, win or lose, you lose the game, which I don't think they are, but they have nothing to lose. I think the Rams have more pressure on them than the Bengals do. Because right. the Bengals aren't supposed to be here, according right. to the the beat writers and the and the Excellent. national news and the and the NFL, they're not supposed to be here, but they are. And when they are where they are, they don't know, man. They're just having fun. Exactly. So we're talking about last, last night and, and kind of compared it to to uh, your uh, Super Bowl run in '88, because uh, you guys, I, I like I said, I was kind of young back then. I was twelve. Um, but did you guys do the big? Uh, uh, opening night there where you guys are all in the stadium and all, all that stuff or how did, how did you what how basically how's it compare from what you guys went through what they're doing now I'll put it that way I don't I don't remember you know I, I mean obviously football you know my brain's been beat up a little bit I can remember <laughs> how to get right. home but I don't remember all that man I don't yeah. all I remember is that we we played the bills and we beat them and we we stayed out on the field for a while we ran around the stadium and shaking everybody's hand you know slapping high fiving you know, throwing Gatorade on Sam. He's throwing it on me. We got back in the locker room. We started singing the Who Day song and somebody's recording it. And then after that, all I can remember was I think we went to the Waterfront restaurant, which was owned by Boomer. Yep. yep. We went there, had some dinner. Guys had some drinks. And we just kind of hung out until the wee hours. And then we went home. And the next thing I know, we were getting ready for the Super Bowl and we went to Miami. And that was it. I don't remember yeah. all this tailgating and sending us, sending us off. I don't remember <laughs> all that. And if we did it, 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 it's in the back of my head. I can't remember. Yeah, the only, only thing I remember is, is unfortunately, after you, after we lost, we had the uh, get together down on Fountain Square. I do remember. I do remember that. That's the only. That's really the only thing that I can remember that the Bengals. And did. I don't. And I don't even remember that because after the Super Bowl, I went directly to Hawaii. Yeah, Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Yeah, because Pro Bowl was so, after. So Super I didn't get a chance yeah. to do the ticker tape parade and all that stuff coming on on Fountain Square. So I missed all that. So right. yeah, that's probably why I don't remember anything. <laughs> probably, probably. I right, uh, got a couple comments here. Brandon says, "Much respect, David. Appreciate the things you did on the field and off the field." Now, 
You know, it's funny, man. I, I, you know, I'm a uniform compliance officer for the NFL that I work for the Bengals. Right. I really don't work for the Bengals, but I work for the NFL. So I represent the Bengals. And, you know, I, 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 I get down there and I, I see those guys and I make sure they're wearing the proper uniforms and just watching these young men play football. I mean, they're young men. I remember my third year in the NFL, we went to the Super Bowl. Right. These guys are in their second and third year in the league, first year in the league, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, so this is a young team full of excitement that um, when, when, when you talk to them, you see them, these guys, are, these guys have been professionals. And, and, and Joe Burrow said it a while ago when, you know, and I hopefully knock on wood, nothing happens when it comes to guys getting sick. But, you know, there's nowhere to go in Cincinnati. because <laughs> He's never heard of that. Gotta, we got to make sure that we're in-house right. so that we're able to play on 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 game day and what 23 year old in the nfl 21 year old nfl thinks like that you know he these guys want to go out and party and they want to spend their money and they want to drive fancy cars but these guys are business right they're taking care of business and that's why this football team is destined to win the super bowl exactly i mean i i couldn't agree more with what you say just the the poise that these guys have i mean i'm 46 years old dude i'm going freaking nuts you know in the in the stand i'm a season ticket holder in the stands and and watching it on tv and joe burrow and jamar chase and all these guys are like yeah that's cool but you know we got another game to play yeah no big deal i'm like dude this is a huge deal this is what I, this is what i've told we've had on my show before where i'm like oh they these guys don't have the 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 ghosts or whatever that us Bengals fans have had and, and former Bengals have had about you know, going to, to both Super Bowls and losing and losing in, in the playoffs and all the disappointment that we've had, it all creeps up in the back of our head as we're watching these games. These guys don't have that. They don't care. They just step up and go, all right, we'll make the next play. And you look and you look at, I go back to 88. We were, I was the same way. You know, everybody go, hey, man, you're, you're, you're playing in the, uh, the playoff game against Seattle. Okay, just another game. We beat Seattle. Now you're going to AFC Championship game and Buffalo's coming here. You're playing against Buffalo. Well, it's just another game. But now you, you, you beat Buffalo, you're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, wow, we're going to the Super Bowl? Oh, man, that would be pretty cool to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then it's like, well, who are we going to play against? Well, you know, you got the you got the 49ers and you got, I think they played the Bears. I don't even you know, remember anymore. Who, who did the 49ers play? They played the Bears. <laughs> did they? Okay. I think they played the Bears. So here we go. We're going, okay, who, who are we going to play? We find out we're playing the 49ers. Oh, shoot, I get to yeah. play in the Super Bowl against the 49ers? This ought to be cool. So now we're playing the Super Bowl. Well, we got two weeks before we play. All right, what are we going to do now? Well, shoot, we got uh, practice. We're going to go to Florida. We're going to hang out in Florida. We went jet skiing. We ate a lot of food. We just kind of hung out. We just did all this stuff because it was just another game. Right. And then when they called out the defense during the Super Bowl, now the nerves set in. <laughs> I want to make sure I pick my feet up because I don't want to run out on that field and fall on my face. Right. So Dave is hiding me and stepping out of the, the tunnel. And I was a little, I wasn't nervous, but I was anxious. And as soon as we start hitting each other, it was just another football game. Right. And now we got business to take care of. We got to go do what we've done. We've been doing the last couple of weeks to get to the Super Bowl. And I think that's when I see this football team, they're doing exactly the same thing. I watched them practice the other day, the last practice. And they were just out there having a good old time. It's, <laughs> oh, we're in the Super Bowl? Really, we are? Okay, well, you know what? It's not going to hit me until Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And once the game is over, shoot, I just played in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, these guys are 
they're so young that these guys are itching to win this Super Bowl so they can get back and do it again. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the, that's what's so cool about, about this the way this team is set up, the way the Bengals ha- have set up with the contracts and all that stuff, that we are, are set to, I think, do this multiple times now. We have to fix the offensive line because <laughs> we don't want Joe Burrow having nine sacks all the time. That, that's got to happen in the offseason. But one thing, and you, you said they, they have, like people said, house money or whatever. You know, they got nothing to lose in this game. And I always look at it this way. If you're there, you might as well win the thing because uh, you never know. I mean, I, I always thought you guys would get back. I thought the 81 team would get back. And, and you know, it's it never happened, unfortunately. But that's the thing with, with this team. You can't always just say, oh, we'll, we'll be back. I'm like, if you're there, let's go win this damn thing. Yeah, that was, that was our thought process because – after we uh, beat Buffalo and then they won, the, the point spread came out really quick about what they were going to win by, and it was like 13. And the first thing we said was, there's no freaking way that they're going to beat us by 13 points. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm a betting man, bet on Cincinnati. Yep. Because they're not going to beat us by 13. Then I think right. we went down to 11. So I think the final line was 11. There was no way that the 49ers were going to beat us by 11 points. With the offense that we had and how our defense was playing, we bent mm-hmm. – but we didn't give up touchdowns. We gave up a field goal. There was no way. And final score is 20 to 16. So if you bet on the Bengals, you made a whole lot of money because the, the spread was beat. Right. But but I'll tell you, man, it was, you know, think about this. If you go back to the 88 season, we got we're averaging, we're averaging 25, 26 points a game. We did not score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. We had three field goals mm-hmm. and a kick return for a touchdown. Stanford we scored one touchdown. Yep. We're Super Bowl champions. I know. We're Super Bowl champions. And then what hurt us at the end of that game was the plan B free agency. Yeah. And that Mm -hmm. plan B free agency killed us. Max Montoya leaves and goes to the Raiders. Mm -hmm. We had defensive linemen. We had offensive linemen that were really good. We had players that was uh, scout team players and guys that made us who we are. They were all gone. Yeah. And then it just started going downhill because, you know, we, we, we just didn't have the horsepower that we had in the 88 season. Right. For the next year, even though we went eight and eight the next year, we we we, we had a chance. We would playoffs, but we didn't have the power that we really needed to do what we need to do. So yeah, it was tough because then we wound up losing to the Raiders yeah. uh, in the Bo Jackson. Uh, in the curse, Bo Jackson, yep. everybody calls yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's over now. That, that, that thing's been broken now, finally, which is great. I mean, no, no, you still there? Yep. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, see. see me. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All good. Can you hear me? Got it. We good. Hello, 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 hello. David Butcher. I can't hear him. I can't uh, hear you, bud. Uh, that's not. That's weird. Um, I'm not sure what that is. I don't know. You're on mute now. Can you hear me? I yeah. I can hear you. But I can't hear you. Huh? Let's see why I can't hear you. I don't know. Um. Say so, uh, you could you could uh, try to uh, get out and come back in if you want. I can't hear you, but I can see you. <laughs> you can hear me, but I can't hear you. Everything looks good, but all of a sudden, a phone <laughs> call came man. through and kicked me off. <laughs> and I'm not sure, am I in the right? Oh, that, this is this is rough. Um, <laughs> it happens. I'm trying, man. What happened to me? Uh, I don't know. Something happened. You can uh, try to jump on and jump back off. I feel like I'm talking to you, but <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. you still there? Yep. Yeah, I got you. I can see you. I'm talking to you. You can hear me, but I can't hear you. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. I got to bring my daughter in here. Okay. That's Mike in it. Yeah. Oh, it's up. It's been up. Sorry about that, man. Trying to get my daughter to. That's all right, man. All right, let's get to uh okay. I see a Brandon here. We have uh yeah, I think he's gonna try to get back on. That's what I kind of messaged him. Yeah, damn internet. <laughs> exactly, Brandon. Yeah, I, I, I messaged him told, told him to try to get off and and get back on, see if that that'll help. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love technology. I know it's it's wonderful, especially when it doesn't work. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, hopefully uh, David will be able to jump back on uh here in a little bit. But um, um, just well, how many of you guys that are watching were out there? Oh, he's back. Let's see here. Hey, you can you hear me? I, I can hear you, brother, if you can hear me. Yes, sir. We're all, all good. Right, man, all I right. apologize for that one. No. The, the, dude, trust me. I, I have issues all the time to, doing this thing. So to, trust me. I, it's the internet. I, I, I totally understand. But one thing I, I do want to ask you about, and, and – um, when uh, back to the 88 Super Bowl gets the, I call them the Sucky Niners, just to let you know. That's what I always refer to them as the Sucky Niners because they beat us twice. <laughs> so, um, when uh, uh, Tim Cromery went out, you look like a man possessed. I remember you just making play after play after play after play. Did a switch go off in your head, or or, or did you just know it, it was your time to step up? All right, man, you know what? That was you were really low and I could not hear you. Yeah, I apologize. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, yes. Okay. I'll try that again. In uh, 88, when Tim Crumry, uh went out with his broken leg, you you looked like a man possessed. Did like a switch go off in your head and said, all right, it's time for me. To, I got to do more than, than I normally do. I mean, because honestly, if we win, I think you had a shot of winning the, winning the MVP as, as many places as you made, to be honest. You know, it's funny, man, because when Timmy got hurt, it was um, it was kind of demoralizing. You know, right. Timmy was our bread and butter at the front. He was our uh, our rock in the at the at the front of the, the defense. And when Timmy got hurt, man, something jumped in me. It was almost like, okay, Dave, now you you've lost your you lost your bread and butter up front. You lost the guy that uh, creates havoc and gives you an opportunity to make plays. So now you're gonna have to make plays for him and for the team. Mm-hmm. And something happened, man. I, I mean, I just you know, I, I just I don't know. I think it was. I think a lot of it had to do with Roger Craig at the beginning of the game. Oh yeah. I asked him, I tried to shake his hand doing warm-ups. And he just looked at me. You know, look uh-huh. at my hand like, you know, hey, dude, we don't do that here. Okay. Huh. Well, that right. kind of fueled my fire. So I right. said, okay. And then every time he ran the football, I tried to knock him out. I tried to <laughs> knock his head off. You damn near did. <laughs> and I and I was doing it. And then when he fumbled and I hit him in the chest and he fumbled, the first yeah. thing I said to him was, Hey man, if you just shook my damn hand, it probably <laughs> wouldn't happen. But there was something inside of me, man, that just, I don't know. I felt like, you know, obviously there wasn't no Jordan back then, but I felt like, you know, I, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to win this game. Right. Right. Defensively, right. I've got to win this game. I'm going to stay with, I'm going to stay within the rules of what Dick LeBeau wants us to do, but I've got to win this game. So every time the ball was thrown or it was going somewhere, I felt I had to go make a play. And I was making them. 
We just we just needed a little. Like I said, we just needed one touchdown on offense, and we'd have had <laughs> yeah. our first Super Bowl. And I think people forget, everybody, you're known for your big hits and everything, but I think people forget how much of a ball hawk you were. You had 31 uh, INTs in your career. I mean, I, I and, and it was you back there along with the, the, the SWAT team. How how much of a ball hawking uh, defense and secondary you guys were, just a lot like this team this year. You know, it's funny, man. We had a, um, when I first came into the league in 86, uh, Dick LeBeau took me off the field on third down. Ah. And he put Ray Horton in, you know, Hey man, we got, we got a smaller guy, you know, pretty Ray was. Are you kidding me? Still there, man. Yep. I'm still here. You're, you're just froze. There you go. Yep. We're good. (laughs) I can't hear you again, man. I'm going to, I'm going to get, get out and come back. All right, man. Sounds good. What is going on here? (laughs) Uh, Brandon, I'll get, I'll get to your question as soon as, uh, soon as uh, uh uh david comes back on <laughs> but yeah david fulcher was, was a more a, more of a ball hawking a safety than i think people give him credit for because we all know what a hard hitter david fulcher was i mean he would knock you out you know he was uh, uh i don't, I don't want to say headhunter because that's, that's a bad term to use here but i mean he would just he would go for the for the big shots just like he said he drilled roger craig and i, I forgot about that to be honest he drilled roger craig and made him fumble and that, that was that was huge. All right, you're back. What's going on, Farrakh? So yeah, so make make Roger Craig fumble. Yeah. Um, you know, just when 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 that happened, it was like, you know what, I've got to I've got to win this game. And like yep. I said, if we could have scored an offensive touchdown, I think we'd have won the game. And, and 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 you know, there were a couple of mentions that you know David Fulcher could have been the MVP, Jim Breach could have been the MVP because right. he kicked the three field goals. Mm-hmm. Stanford Virginia's a long kickoff return for a touchdown could have been, you know, I just wanted to win the game. Right, right. It would it would have been nice than saying, "Hey, David, where are you going? I'm going to Disney World." Like, <laughs> right, exactly. That would have been awesome. That would have been but, awesome. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. I think that the football team we had back then are similar to what we got today in attitudes. You know, we we, we all had attitudes, and they they're not negative attitudes. It's an attitude of trying to be successful, right? You know, and and playing hard, and playing for each other. And exactly. this football team is playing for each other, man. It's it's not a one man show. A lot of people think it's a one-man show because Joe Burrow is the guy that's making everything happen. But Joe throws the football to players. Joe hand the football off to players. And, you know, the quarterback's always going to be your guy because Boomer was our, you know, our blonde-headed quarterback and everybody <laughs> MVP and everybody's giving him all the love. Yep. But if Boomer throws the football out of bound, he, he ain't worth a quarter. If he throws <laughs> right. it in the ground. If he throws the interception, he's not worth a quarter. Right. But, Players make plays, and that's what we had back then, and that's what they're doing now. These players are making plays, both sides of the ball. Awesome. I don't get to this question here for Brandon. So, David, how good was Joe Montana, and do you see similarities between Joey B and Joe Montana? Oh, wow. That's uh, – I, I, I'd have to say so a little bit. I think, uh, you know, Montana was very, very smart with the ball. Montana didn't make a lot of mistakes. He didn't throw a lot of interceptions. And, and you know, his receivers – him and his receivers knew exactly what they were doing when the ball was released in his hand. When 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 the receivers run a route here, Joe is putting the ball where the receiver is supposed to go, not where they are. Right. Joe Montana did the same thing. You know, Jerry Rice had, I think he had like 11, 11 catches for two hundred some yards against us, and he had a touchdown. But we we had we held him contained throughout that game, and the same thing with Joe. Right. And I think that when you look at Joe Burrow. What I like about Joe Burrow, man, is his calm and his coolness. You know, 
Joe is 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 you know not the fastest guy in the world, but yet he's the smartest guy. Right. You know, he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And you know, the interceptions that he threw early in the year, you know, I think he was just trying to feel the NFL out. Once right. he realized what the NFL was about, he kind of calmed down. And you see him today when he's running the football or he get when he got them nine sacks, you notice that he covered that football up. He didn't mm -hmm. want to give that turnover. Right. And that's what happens at the early part of his career in the year. And now it's a little bit better. So Joe Montana and Joe Burrow, wow, that's a, that's a pretty good place to put him in. But I'll tell you something, man. When his career is over, we'll definitely say he was part of the Joe Montana era as well. Yeah, I like that. Now, one thing, I, I got to give you a little background story about me. Like I said, I was I was 12, 12 or 13 in 88 when you guys went to the Super Bowl. And, and I was devastated that you lost. Well, I went upstairs, I was crying and everything up, up upstairs in my room. And I was I got so mad, like I can't stand the 49ers. I end up punching two holes in my wall in my closet. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I had to go tell my dad, like, Dad, um, I kind of punched a hole in the wall. What'd you do that for? The Bengals lost. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I was not a very happy camper, but but uh that was still, like I said, that was one of my well, actually, I mean, up until this season has been my favorite Bengals season. Uh, so far, now Hoss here says, I think it's kind of cool. He said, The only autograph card I have is David's, and I've had that since I was a kid. I cherish that card so much. My all time favorite defensive player. This show is so cool. Who day? I will tell you, man, it is a, it's a blessing because uh, I had a, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm a diversity coordinator and a campus supervisor at Mason High School here in Cincinnati. And I had one of the young ladies come up to me when all this was going on. She said, how does it feel to be uh, alive again? Like I was dead. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, I'm, 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 I'm still here. Nothing left. <laughs> well, what I meant was, you know, the Bengals have been so bad over the years that now they're winning. You kind of came back to life. And I said, I can understand that. I said, but what you don't understand is that two of our football teams went to the Super Bowl. We've had some good football players that play on this Super Bowl, on these teams. And throughout the year, we've had pro bowlers and Hall of Famer and, and college football Hall of Famer and all these things that have taken place. So you really have never seen the good in the Bengals until right. now. Because right. your lifetime in 17 years, 16 yeah. years, mm -hmm. it's been up and down, up mm -hmm. and down. So so I, I told her, I said, let me tell you something. The pressure is now off of me. <laughs> because... The last team that did something to get to the playoffs and win a playoff game and all that is this team now. Yep, yep. So all that happened in the past, you don't have to talk about it no more because the past is gone. Exactly. So a lot of pressure off of us old guys because people don't come to me and say, what's wrong with them? There's nothing <laughs> wrong with them now because they're playing good football, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And and, and one thing that I always think is interesting is, is the Bengals – it's kind of like what you said, you, you know, well, right now, Bengals fans and us, we can walk around with our, our chest pushed out, you know, we're, we're going to the Super Bowl. And one thing that the Bengals have always been uh, criticized for is their lack of scouting or whatever. I'm wondering how many uh, NFL teams now that have these 30 and 40 scouts are going to get smaller now <laughs> because of what the Bengals did. And it's kind of like what Duke Tobin said. He goes, it's not the amount of voices you have in the room. It's the right voices you have in the room and I, I i just want to give credit to to the Bengals for the scout and, and the scouting department and duke tobin for what they've done because david they've hit on all, damn near everybody in, in the last two drafts i mean it's it's 
tale of two different teams here. With the Rams. You got the, the free agents and and all the stuff that the Rams have done, and then you got the Bengals building it through the draft. Well, think about this. So, when you're talking about winning, and I and I'm gonna go back to the old guy named Paul Brown. It all starts with the offensive line. Mm-hmm. When he was drafting and he was when he was trying to build his franchise, he was going after linemen. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of went away with they kind of went away with that lately. Um, getting all these skilled players because when I was playing, it was a true fullback tight end right. and smash mouth football. You know, now they got four and five wides and they've got all that kind of stuff. So it's it's hard to really go after the the, the true fullback and the tight end, blah blah blah. They don't so really have a fullback guys, anymore. <laughs> yeah, you try to get guys that are complement to what the rest of the league is doing. Right. College football is putting it out there four and five wide. So now everybody's doing it. So why would you go out there and try to draft a true fullback when there's not a true fullback out there? Right. So with this football team and what the team is doing and stuff they're doing, it is really a, how do I say this? It is really a great way to build your football team with less scouts, with more um, opportunities to fill holes Mm -hmm. than to have 25 scouts out there trying to fill a hole. So right. what Duke Tobin has done, he's actually taken, you know, hey, Joe Burrow says, hey, we got to get Chase. He's my go-to guy. Now, how many quarterbacks can say that to their to their team leaders and you follow it? Right. Because if I'm Joe Burrow, after getting my butt whooped all of last year, <laughs> hey, guys, we should make, should make every pick alignment. Right, right. Every pick should be alignment. Right. So, yeah, I know. still I, there, I, man? I yeah, can't absolutely. hear you. You can't hear again. me again. <laughs> so listen, man. I I, I don't want to. I've got to. I've got to finish helping yep. my daughter move. Uh, I appreciate you, and um, man, if we can do it again another time, man, that'd be great. I'd love to come back and do it again. But absolutely, I got to get her out of here, man, as fast as I can. So I appreciate you. I can't hear you, but you can hear me, man. Much love to you. Who day they're gonna bring back the Super Bowl back to Cincinnati? And let's go. Peace out, man. See you, brother. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. He uh, he was taking time out to uh, come on my show. He's helping his his uh, his daughter move, so he had to get back to work. So I I totally understand that. And you know, internet issues they happen. So sorry, I, Corey. I was trying to get to to your your question there, but unfortunately, Fulcher uh, had to get going. But I would definitely try to get him on the show again uh, as soon as I can. Hopefully, I can get him on after um, Super Bowl after we win the Super Bowl. So anyway, uh, let's see Greg here. Uh, this, yeah, another question for Fulcher. I really want to know why does Mike Brown not wear a piece of Cincinnati Bengals gear, a hat or something? That's a good question. I don't know. I know he wears the stuff like um, at practice and everything. So why he doesn't wear it there? I don't, his dad never wore it. I mean, you look at it that way, but they didn't really have, you know, a lot of Bengals gear back then too. So thanks, William. I appreciate it. Anyway, so that was David Fulcher. It was awesome last night. Were any of you guys at the uh pepper last night? Because I was there. It was awesome. And oh Jay, where did I get this hat? Right here. Championship hat. I got this down at the pro shop, is where I got it at. So um, I know they got them at Dick Sporting Goods. I mean, they're going fast, dude. But I got this at the pro shop last. Well, I went. Let's see here. I went Monday. I got the shirt Monday, and then I went back Tuesday and got the hat. So they were they were all gone by then. But 
don't know about you guys, but last night was awesome. And like I said, David Fulcher said, you know, and this is one thing I wanted, I wanted to ask him too, is, is what he thought about how, about what the Bengals have done for the former players this year and for the players this year. I mean, just them putting together that, that pep rally last night. It was awesome. It was very well done. They just had the whole lower bowl full. They had, you know, we got the, the, see the interviews that they're putting on ESPN and on uh, the NFL network. And then all the players came out. We got to hear from Joe Burrow and CJ Uzama and uh, Sam Hubbard and, and, and all these guys. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Had fireworks displays and everything. My boy, Jimmy, Bengal Jim, he was an MC, which I mean, what a year Bengal Jim is having. I'm serious. I mean, it's fan of the year. He got to be rural of the jungle. I know he's out in LA right now. At the Super Bowl, I'm like, I am so happy for him. It has been an unbelievable um, year for him. So, all right, let's get to some of the questions here. Jay, what's up? Uh, I was listening to the radio, and someone said that Mike Brown was a, a racist for hiring and firing Marvin. Uh, no, that's that's good. Well, if they said that, they have no idea what they're talking about because – Marvin Lewis was here forever. So Mike Brown is not a racist. <laughs> I don't think at all. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nick says, here you go. He says they have a ton of the hats at Rally House in Crestville View Hills. So if you guys want some of the, these hats, uh, you can go there. No, I did not. I can't. Court. No, I didn't get a, a who they can. I mean, I'm hoping I heard they might be coming out in stores. Um, but it was from one to five yesterday. I was busy running around doing uh, other stuff, actual my actual job <laughs> that I get paid for. I had to go do that. And then I was going to go down with my family, went down to the uh, the pep rally. So one to four or one to five. And they said the, the line was like eight blocks deep or something. So I did not, uh, did not get to go to, or did not get to get that. But hopefully they will have them out coming out in stores, which is what I heard. I don't know how true that is. We will find out. Foxy. So wanted to be there last night, might not make it, or might not make it after we win, but definitely be there for, for the parade. Oh, yeah. Go on. I think there's going to be a lot of people there for the parade. Jackpot Joey's in that. Oh, by the way, and I did not get to put this up today, but uh, Boomer Sizen, he has a radio show that he does on New York Radio. And if you guys get CBS Sports Network, you can watch it every morning. It's called Boomer and Geo. Well, Maddie has been on there a couple of times, and he's actually uh, sent those guys hats and shirts, and they are going to be wearing the Jackpot Joey ha- shirts, I think, this Friday. But today on the show, which I didn't get a chance to put the picture up, um, uh, uh, Boomer had the Jackpot Joey hat sitting on the desk. So that was pretty daggone cool. And I think I, you know, I think the Maddie told me he got like 10 or so or probably more um, orders from New York now, which is awesome. And like I said, as always, remember, portions of, of every sale go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So, that is awesome. I think it's really cool. <laughs> Jay, what do you say here? He said the city of Cincinnati is going to burn down because we're going to win the Lombardi Trophy. Well, I hope, they, well, I hope we don't burn it down. But, I, yeah, it's, we're going to go freaking nuts. It's going to be absolute chaos when we win it. But, yeah, I hope we don't burn anything down. because That's one thing the uh, these other – Cities, they don't understand that they go over and start burning stuff. Like, oh, don't, don't just enjoy it. Don't go tearing people's properties up for that. But it's going to be an absolute blast. Greg, 
Uh, heading to the Super Bowl. Awesome, dude, with my son and grandson. Saw the first game at Nippert, 1968. Sweet. Team is full of top college winners and select free agents from other winning NFL teams. That is awesome. Do you, you, uh, let's see, your first game is in 68. That's awesome. That's the first year the Bengals played. Um, They gave away a couple uh, Super Bowl uh, tickets last night. One, two, I think, if I'm getting this right, in 1968 when the Bengals started, this guy has been a, a season ticket holder ever since the Bengals have been here. And I think they said he was third in line to stand in line, I guess, at Nippert or wherever they were selling the season tickets back then uh, to get tickets. And he's had tickets ever since. And he got to go last night. And uh, the kid who got the Jamar Chase gloves at the beginning of the year, he's going. And I don't know if you guys saw that. I wish I knew their names. But the other kid who did the, the Bengals rap, he did it at uh, one of the tailgates. And it's really good. They gave them, both them, to um, uh, uh, Super Bowl tickets and everything. So that was really cool last night. Jay, what's up here? He said, did you see the Hootay Nation music video? Um, is that the one with uh, David Fulcher and all those guys, the one they redid? I saw that one. If there's another one, I must have missed it. Uh, Foxy, uh, have a Hootay Beers and a few bars. Uh, are you asking me if they have the Hootay Beers here? I haven't. Like I said, it just came out yesterday. I have. Uh, cans from the 88 team is what I have. Uh, okay, let's see here. Let's see, here. Preston. Oh, you got your salute, Iceman and Hooday brother. Salute to David Fulcher as well. Yeah, I wish David's internet worked a little better. I would like to kept him on, but like I said, he he was helping his uh, helping his daughter move. Oh, Jackpot says that the hats are temporary, sold out. So people are buying this stuff up like crazy. And I know Maddie is working on getting um, getting more hats as fast as he can. Because like I said, we got hats. We got hoodies. I know people keep asking about the flag. I don't really think he sells the flag. We do have cigars. Uh, you need to message Maddie Myers for that. Tim, what's up? Welcome to Super Bowl week. Future Super Bowl champs. Heck yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Joe Burrow will be the face of the NFL. I agree with you. Let's uh, see here, Brandon. Brandon said, I wish you could have went there last night. Didn't know about it till last minute, maybe. Live. Live under a rock, but I didn't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how you didn't know. Um, they, uh, I knew about it because they, uh, being a season ticket holder, they sent me out a uh, link to it. So season ticket holders, you know, got the first dibs on the tickets. Excuse me. But after that, you know, they um, let them go out to everybody. All right. So it's about 618. Um, what is your guys' thoughts here um, on this game? Like I said, I am, I don't know why. I'm, now I might get more nervous the closer we get to the game, but I'm really not right now. I, I'm I'm pretty confident we're going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be nail biters like all the other playoff games that the Bengals have won. And I know Aaron Donald and Bell and all these guys are are are, are awesome. You know I, I you know and I just 
I just think there's just something about this team that isn't going to let them fail. You know what I'm saying? There's just something there. It's just when you get sacked, and I keep going back to this, when you get sacked nine times. Now, I do not want Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times. I'll say that. But when you get sacked nine times and you still come back and win, there's nothing going to shake that kid. And then you go into Arrowhead and go down by 18 points and you come back and you fight back and win. Those are things that translate into going, which to a road game, which is, I mean, technically it's a road game. They're playing in, in LA, which is the, the Rams home game. Now I think there's going to be more Bengals fans there than, than Rams fans. But I just have a feeling that we are going to be ready for this. Now, you know, it's done every game that the Bengals have played. Regular season to playoffs. We're a second half team. I will be absolutely shocked if we're winning at halftime or if we score first, (laughs) you know, because we haven't done it all year. They make great halftime adjustments. They just got to keep it close enough so they can make the adjustments at halftime and take off is what I think. Now, Aaron Donald, like I said, Aaron Donald is a beast, and he's going to be a problem. (laughs) So Joe Burrow is going to have to get rid of the ball quick, you know. And Jalen Ramsey, he's already talking smack. (laughs) He's already said that he wants to take Chase, follow him all over the place. He is – he wants to take that challenge. So I I think that he's going to be following him, which is fine. Bring it on. I, I, you know, I I don't think you're going to be able to – Completely stop Jamar Chase. I, I think he's going to get his. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's going to get some, but I think Jamar's going to get his too. The thing that Jamar Chase has to keep in mind is Jalen talks and talks and talks. He talks so much. He got into AJ Green's head. If you guys remember this, when he was with the Jaguars and AJ with the, with the Bengals, AJ literally got into a fight with him, and AJ never gets in a fight with anybody. <laughs> you know, you, you know. He never gets irritated or pissed off or anything that I, from what I've seen. And Jalen Ramsey got into his head. Jalen Ramsey is going to go hardcore after Jamar and try to get into his head. But I don't think that's going to bother Jamar. I, I don't think just the issues and the things that he's went through as far as playing in the SEC, playing against some of the best cornerbacks in the SEC, playing in the NFL and setting rookie rush, rookie records I don't think it's going to get in his head. Now, Jamar has to make sure that, you know, he doesn't get it in his head and and he can make some plays. I think he makes some plays. I think T makes some plays. I think we're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. And did you guys notice the screen game that we had against Kansas City? That hasn't been there all year. Smart J.P. Ron, first, get, first score of the game, screen. Joe Mixon had a couple big runs on the screen. I would not be surprised to see that same game plan going against the Rams. You know, let him come. And I know there's a couple of times where they let him come and, and Burrow still couldn't get the ball out against Kansas City. And that could happen against the Rams too. But I think uh I think that could be a good a good game game plan as well. All right, let's see here. Uh Jeff Holmes. A lot of focal points is going to be the Rams D line against O line, especially the right side of our defense isn't getting much recognition recognition and kind of, I kind of feel like they're going to show out. 
I hope you're right. I am worried because Aaron Donald is good. I don't see us stopping him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, but I think Joe Burrow is going to have to make quick decisions, quick hits. It's going to be uh, going to be a lot like I think the Tennessee game. And the thing is, I think Tennessee game is is getting us ready to play the Rams. You know, so I think Zach Taylor is going to have some more some different wrinkles that, you know, watching the Tennessee game watching what that front four did and watching the similarities of the Rams and their front four. So we, we almost got, got a, a mulligan, you know, we, we can't what Tennessee and we're able to get through that, that I don't think the Rams are going to do anything that the Bengals haven't seen, which what's, let's be honest. What great defense have the Bengals not played this year? What great pass rusher had they not played? I mean, Aaron Donald's like the only one left, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, he's really it. They played just about everybody this year uh, with this crappy offensive line. Now, I think it got identity was announced as a starter uh, last night, but I could see Jackson Carmen and him rotating in and, out, in and out again and trying to to get the best matchups. We'll see what happens. Bengal report: You guys winning twenty seven twenty three. That's yeah. I think it's gonna be close, dude. I completely agree with that. All right, let's see here, Corey. Um, we have a great coaching staff. Most of the coaching staff have been, yeah, have been in a Super Bowl. I think we will be pre- be prepared. Yes, you are correct. Most of them have been in a Super Bowl, including our head coach. So I, I, those are all keys that I think is going to help this team, the coaching staff, and the player. And like I said, a lot of our key players have played in the national championship game, and it's nowhere close to what it used to be. National Championship game is almost as big as the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not as big, but it's pretty darn close. So you can get in there and you can uh, ball out in the Super Bowl, or I mean, excuse me, in the, in the National Championship. It's going to translate to uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, Brandon here. Jamar will light Ramsey up one-on-one. Look, hey, every time they've taken, they've tried to single Jamar, he has killed everybody. You know, the, the Ravens, the Chiefs, to be, you know, two big games he's had. So, after I'm like, I'm not scared. I hope they do. I really do. I hope they go one-on-one with them and see what happens. Because you still, I still think T. Higgins and, and TB are going to ball out. And, you know, I think we'll be all right. All right, Greg here. Exactly. Trash talking will end up taunt, taunting and taunting penalties. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I can see that the taunting penalties – Pretty much going out the window. I mean, unless they're so egregious, you know, it's a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I they tend to not because the refs and I don't want the refs to be a factor in the game. I want them. I want them to call it even both ways. No, no big calls. No, you know, no controversial calls. Every you know, either way. Bengals report. I think the Bengals O line will hold up and Burrow will make plays. I, I think they will too. I mean, I really do. I, I just think that it's got to be fast. You know, that's what I think. I think it's got to be fast. I, I think Joe Burrow has got to get the ball, get in, and get out quickly, which is what he's been doing. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here, Greg. What do you got here? I think we're going to get, get it. Yeah, get it by 14. Just scared L. Ill. Our Cincinnati Bengals 
is this supposed to be a wrap? <laughs> if it is, I'm, I'm totally screwing this up. Cincinnati Bengals attendance INT with Smoking Joe. Been there now a couple of few times. All Bengals got that playoff like big step of Joe mix and goes off peanuts, push strawberry ice. Just <laughs> all right, man. I completely, I could have read that so much better. I'm sure you wrote when you wrote it, it was so much cooler than the way I read it. I, I that was God awful on, on my part. I, I appreciate the comment though. Brandon. All right. Rams will get three or four sacks, at least two. We have dealt with that all year. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want nine, three or four, two would be great. Cause two is what we gave up against the cheese. I don't want nine. We can't, we can't give up nine again. I mean, I know I keep saying we got through it, but I really don't want to do that again. You know, two to four sacks is where I hope the Bengals are at. All right. Bengals report Burrow was 14 on 19 on quick throws against Kansas city. I think the Bengals will look to get the ball out quickly to slow down the effect of the Rams pass rush. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. He's got, he's got to read react and get it out. And I, I got a feeling we're going to spread them out. I really do. But the thing is, and, okay, we keep talking about the Bengals offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. What about the Bengals defensive line versus the Rams offensive line? We got Trey Hendrickson. And I got this, and I'm doing it from the top of my head. I was listening to uh, Hear That Podcast, uh, Growling. Paul Deaner Jr., I think, said it. Or it was Jay Morrison. I can't remember. Last time, Andrew Whitworth, which I love Whit, former Bengal, but I hope he loses, went against Hendrickson. It was when he was with the Saints. He gave up a sack or a sack and a half. Hendrickson got a sack, and I think he gave up five total pressures in that game. That kind of bodes well. And the way Trey Hendrickson's playing, I think Trey could get, get, gets a pressure on, on Matthew Stanford. And that's the thing, too. Matthew Stanford is going to throw the ball to us. I, he he, just makes some throws that you're just kind of like, huh? And I think we're going to get some, you know, from there. So I, that's another reason why I'm pretty, I'm kind of confident that we're going to get this thing. So anyway, it's about 630. Uh, let's see here. Uh Oh, let me get Ira here. Let's get the let's get the gears here real quick. Uh, is there any word on who's starting at? Is there any word who's starting at right guard? It's it, last night was uh, Akima Denaji. That's who they announced as the as the starting right guard. So that that's who that's who they announced. So I'm assuming he's going to start, but I doesn't mean he's going to finish. To be honest. So, um, I, I again I think they might rotate it like they did. Uh, in Kansas City, which isn't ideal, but right now you got to do what you got to do. Wh- whatever they have to do to keep Joe upright, to give him enough time to get rid of that ball, you know, that's what they got to do. All right, let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Ryan Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Cave, excuse me, Ice Bar. This is the Ice Cave, Ice Bar. And then follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sign off later on tonight, putting on the podcast. 
It's on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, like I said, this has been awesome. We're at 1,490. I am 10 away from 1,500. That would be awesome. I, I was trying to get to 2,000 by Super Bowl, but if I could get 10 more by Sunday and get to, to 1,500, that would be great. 1,500 would be awesome. But like I said, if it wasn't for you guys watching, pay attention to the show, I would never have a reason to do this. So I, from as always, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate every single one of you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with David Fulcher. We had a little internet issues on his end. And yeah, it happens. But I hope to get him back on again sometime. I hope you guys liked it. I can't wait till Sunday. I hope you guys had an absolute blast last night if you're at, at the uh, Pep Rally or if you got to watch it on TV. It is awesome. Again, I cannot wait till Sunday. I really do think the Bengals are going to win. I think we're going to be celebrating a Super Bowl parade here in Cincinnati. I think we should have like a, a boat parade, you know, go down, go down the Ohio River and take the duck boats or whatever, you know, up, up into the city. I think that'd be cool. That's something we can actually discuss when we win. How cool is that? Anyway, oh, real quick, update on my boy Jeremy D. I just talked to him. I actually got to talk to him on the phone. He's getting uh, back surgery tomorrow. Um, he can move his legs. His One of his vertebrae is completely shattered, which is not good. They got to fix all that, so they're working on that tomorrow. So keep Jeremy uh, in your thoughts and prayers and everything. Uh, everything goes good. The surgery goes good for him. Uh, so as more I find out, more I'll let you guys know. So keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!
Jack, 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 Jack,